everyone. This is Molly Dalvid. And David Dalvid. Welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership, because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. Today's podcast will cover the lectionary selections for the third Sunday in Lent Year A. In Exodus, Moses hits a rock for water, and the people are satisfied for now. Psalm 95 recalls these events. In Romans, Paul shows us the results of justification, and in John, Jesus and a woman have an enlightening conversation at a local watering hole. Thirsty for ideas? So are we. Let's see what happens. We have established this podcast based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week we develop illustrations and special effects for the weekly readings of the Revised Common Lectionary that use various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. We call them Word Smart, Eye Smart, Math Smart, Body Smart, Music Smart, Nature Smart, People Smart, and Self Smart. You can read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking on the link at the top of our webpage. As we read and reflect on the scripture passages for each week, we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Anytime and any way we make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. So let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are looking at uh, the third Sunday in Lent this week. Did I say that right? Yes. Yes, you did. (laughs) It's been one kind of, it's been kind of those sorts of weeks. Uh, We are doing something a little different today uh, for this particular podcast. We've done this before uh, when we feel a little pressed for time or dry of ideas. We uh, (laughs) give ourselves the extra thrill of doing this live. Um, It's live for us, not necessarily live for you. We are recording this, but we are looking at the uh, passages without having done any work off on or for them at all. Uh, We're coming at them cold. And so we are going to spend this time in our podcast today looking at all four of the passages for Lent 3, year A, and just coming up with ideas on the fly. Which may mean a lot of editing (laughs) for some of us, but... uh... Not necessarily, just editing yeah. out all the long all the, pauses. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we're uh, thinking we might do this for a couple of weeks through Lent because um, we've got a lot going on in Lent. I don't yeah. know about you, but we do, and it's it's been tough. So, yeah, so we don't want to not do the show, but we do definitely want to uh, be able to provide something uh, and be able to concentrate on the other things that we're doing in the real world. So. Yeah. Yeah, this could be interesting. So we're going to go ahead and start off with the Old Testament passage, uh, which for this particular reading is uh, Exodus um, chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. This is the story of the water from the rock. The people have been, they have left Egypt and they're on their way back to the land that God had promised to their ancestor Abraham, which we talked about sort of uh, last week, at least we talked about the promise anyway. 
And uh, so they're on their way and they're going through the wilderness and gosh, they're hot and they're thirsty and they're complaining. And so Moses asks God, what do I do? And God says, do this. And so Moses does this, which is to smack a rock and uh, water comes forth from the rock. The people are satisfied. And so because of that, Moses names the place Masa and Maribah, which means whining and complaining, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> and um, he does that because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? And for Moses, this is the answer. So we're going to go ahead and just look at the passage. And as things come out, uh, we're going to talk about each of the, the uh, intelligences, and then we will arrange them in order on the show notes. So here we go. And one of the first things that caught my attention is the names of places, because you know, I'm a word nerd. So mm-hmm. this is for word smart. Uh, look up the names of Masa Maraba, uh, Marabah, sorry, pronounced that wrong. And uh, the Wilderness of Sin, which I think mm-hmm. is an interesting name. Yes, yes. Because, gosh, uh, I think uh, the, the word sin in Hebrew probably does not mean sin in English. But the parallel there is unique in that it was in this particular place that the people were led to doubt uh, and mistrust God, which is a temptation into sin, to thinking only about right. themselves and of breaking the relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So there's some word nerd stuff that you could play with. Mm-hmm. And don't forget Rephidim. Oh, right, right. Uh, so let's see, for sort of a, for a nature eye kind of thing, I suppose, you could bring in a rock, a big rock, or... I don't know. It, bringing in a big rock might be a challenge, unless you have a <laughs> paper mache rock or something like that. That could work. And uh, I, I, did we talk about that last time we did this? That sounds familiar. Like um, make a paper mache rock and and have some water in have, it. Have some water in it. I think you might have. <laughs> or uh, what you could also do as a visual sort of thing would be to do a uh, kind of a pinata rock. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, smack it and then have like blue streamers oh, come nice. out of it. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, I'm going to write that one down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Well, also another thing for iSmart uh, is journeying through the wilderness. It, it says in the verse 17 that the Israelites journeyed by stages as mm-hmm. the Lord commanded. Um, so... Uh, thinking of moving a great number of people, uh, you don't mm-hmm. go like, you know, throwing your family in the car, you can drive 750 miles in a day, which is a slog. Man. We've done it. <laughs> well, it's Denver to Kansas City is 750 miles. Okay. Remember when we used to drive yeah, back yeah, and yeah. forth to Colorado? Yeah. yeah. It's a 12 hour trip from, well, it, even more so now because my mom moved further west. <laughs> um, but it's a very long trip. <clears throat> From where my mom is in Colorado to Kansas City, you can do it in a day. It's exhausting, but that's you know just a a, a nuclear family. Think about moving hundreds of thousands of people yeah. from one place to another. So you know, so there's some numbers there as well, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of math smart. Um, how many people are there? Uh, so yeah. Uh, you don't know until you get to the book of numbers, of course. Right. But, uh, <laughs> um, 
but you can look that up. Yeah. It's, it is hundreds of thousands are recorded to be there. Yes. Oh, also for MassMart, um, something else I thought of is the people, the question to Moses, why did you bring us out of Egypt? So there's this logic sort of thing. It's, it's, yeah, well, it's, it, it kind it's of, not really logic. That's, that's whining. <laughs> that's just, yes, this is true. This is true. They, they don't want to know why. They, they They're want, just upset. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which might be a way of talking about it is you know it's it's not a logical question it's an existential question mm. uh so you tie it into self smart there you know why is this happening to me how how did we come to this place this okay. point um music smart uh the relationship here between Moses and the people sounds like a uh uh, country song, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, they're both saying, what, what, why did you treat me thus? <laughs> you know, so. Well, um, it, a blues song too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, body smart, uh, thirst. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if you've ever, um, worked outside and uh, weren't paying attention to, uh, you know, you had a project, you were so involved in it, and then you you suddenly got woo, a little lightheaded or or just felt drained. Um, that that's that's a sensation of thirst. Or if you've ever been well, dehydrated, yeah, that's oh, that's a yeah. horrible feeling. The uh, the video that we put in last week about the guys going from. Uh, Jericho to Jerusalem. Oh, right, right. They they were going through the dry lands there, yeah. and and twice they came across these springs that had been uh, set up, uh-huh. you know, f- uh, uh, for so, the purpose of hikers or something. Yeah, okay. yeah, pretty much for those traveling in the in the wilderness, and the the change between their slogging through the dry and. Do you slog through dry ground? I don't know. Anyway, they were <laughs> plodding through the dry ground and then coming across the water and diving into these pools hmm. and just splashing around. Yeah, and I they're imagine. so refreshed. I imagine. You know, so um, well, you, you might go back and have a look at that. Yeah, that would be good. Um, also, uh, I think we talked about this three years ago when we did this passage. I looked up Rephidim. Uh, it was an ancient oasis. Mm-hmm. And so um, they were near it. or Well, they were there, but there wasn't water, so apparently it had dried up. Yeah. Um, so. so water doesn't usually come from rocks. No. So you could talk about how that might happen whereas you know you'd need a lot of water for that many people yeah though. no kidding no kidding and i suppose well, that's one of the things that makes people question the uh the reality the factual of the nature yeah. of this you know because one rock pouring out water for a couple hundred thousand people yeah yeah. Well, but, but you know, I mean, that's also part of the mythos of the story too. Is yeah, that is, God there was, was powerful, yeah, right? And absolutely. God was powerful enough to be able to take care of hundreds of thousands of people in a in a in a hostile uh, place. Yeah, which you know, there you go for some more nature smart and for some people smart. The relationship between God and the and the people. Yeah.
So I'm not sure if this would be nature smart or maybe math smart because science, but um, it, as NASA is thinking to go to the moon and go to Mars, mm -hmm. they're planning most of the missions around where they think they can find water and either mm -hmm. either right under the surface or um, in shadowed craters or... Right, where there might be ice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Melt the ice. Yeah. Boy, that's a risk. You don't know what's in that ice. Well, I mean, you have to, filter have to it. process yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Go out there and suck on an ice cube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not a good choice. But <laughs> yeah, so um, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Go for it. Have fun with that. Yeah, let's go on. The psalm for year A, Lent 3, is Psalm 95. I believe it's the whole thing, isn't it? Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. And uh, as we said in the intro, it is a, uh, a reflection on the passage from Exodus. And so it first calls folks to sing to the Lord and make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. I suppose that's a pun. Um, or a... An, an, a literary allusion. There Ooh, there's go. some word smart Ooh, right there. Ah. Um, <laughs> come into his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise. And so there's a bit of praising going on. Let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. And, uh, and then the last chunk, the last couple of verses, uh, recall specifically uh, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah and the day at Massa in the wilderness. So um, your ancestors did that, put me to the proof, and I. it says, for 40 years I loathed that generation. So uh, they will not enter my rest, says the Lord, basically. That, uh, speaking again, kind of from a word smart, that's an editing or a, a uh, the psalmist choosing to um, that's a, illuminate a past experience mm -hmm. as a way of instructing future present generations. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there are plenty of songs that have been made out of at least parts of this psalm. I know there's one by John Michael Talbot, and we've. We probably talked about that three years ago. Uh, that comes from uh, verse one and verse seven specifically for the uh, for the chorus. So lots of possible songs to add in. And if we didn't do that three years ago, we'll look it up and we'll add a link for that. Yeah, uh, you should probably check our worksheet from three years ago. Yes, it, definitely. It might be more coherent well, than what we're doing now. We but. didn't do the psalm three years ago, so oh, oh. this is fresh. Oh, well then. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for the Exodus, Romans, and John passage, uh, you can definitely check the, the worksheet from three years ago. Yeah. Um, at morethanhearing.org. I right. have to say that. Right, right. Um, I smart, um, uh, the verse two, come into his presence. Uh, that for me is, you can, you can do that in two ways. One, you can do it as the actual moving into the, mm -hmm. the place of worship. Remembering I smart is about spatial relationships and movement. Right. Um, so, uh, how, how you might see a company of people entering the worship space. Usually for us, it's people just come in and sit down and then everything starts. Right. But this seems to see, it seems to suggest a more, um, uh, uh, 
organized and a procession perso- yeah a procession yeah. Yeah, yeah of all the people not just the worship leaders yeah, yeah. um also i smart is you know the presence being in the presence mm-hmm. um yeah so that might be interesting to to have a procession in if you mm-hmm. don't ordinarily do that um similarly in verse 6 let's worship and bow down let us kneel before the lord uh, if you are not a tradition that uh, does much movement of standing, sitting, bowing, mm-hmm. um, this that might be something that you could include yeah. on that Sunday is yeah. invite people to stand and bow. Yeah, that's, um, that's embodied smart. Can you do that both? Yeah. Well, <laughs> stand and bow. Yeah. I guess uh, so. uh, or kneel and bow. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. That uh, you might have to think about how to do that for your worship space because sometimes yeah. you know uh, you might not have room for that, so you might need to uh, move some things around a little bit. Yeah, and if you do have kneelers that you use on a regular basis, you might, it might be an opportunity to talk about why and and mm-hmm. what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the psalm mentions being the sheep of his pasture. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, as usually when something like that pops up, uh, do you have anyone in your congregation who has ever worked with sheep? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a shepherd? How do you, how do you shepherd sheep? Yeah. I mean, what sorts of, uh, um, yeah, characteristics of sheep and yeah. how they move as a flock and what happens when they don't, um, things like that. David, and you had an interesting question before we started recording yeah. about the, um, uh, the uh, where it says the Lord loathed that generation for 40 years, which is kind of weird that God would stick with them for 40 years if he, God loathed them. So this might actually even be a word nerd thing. Go look up what that actually word, word is in Hebrew. Yeah. Is is that a, an accurate translation? Is there something underneath that that might be used better? Uh, but you suggested that maybe... Well, I I wondered if if God actually loathed them or was just disappointed. You know, uh, it, I don't know. It, it, again, it, it depends on how you approach the scriptures, mm-hmm. and if you have a very high uh, uh, opinion opinion of the scripture that you know what it says is exactly true, mm-hmm. then God must have loathed them but mm-hmm. I, I know, you know it just seems I, kind of I, weird that for 40 years i mean because meribah happened pretty quickly yeah it yeah. was early on so yeah, yeah, why would yeah. god stick with them yeah you know i, I mean god had a plan presumably right. for right. for the next generation right and had so, to put up with them to for 40 years to until get that the next generation, generation got there in. yeah yeah so there's that so i mean there's some uh I mean, you could think about that in terms of God's overall plans, but it, boy, not very assuring. No, it's not. Thing. Mm-mm. I mean, the the psalm is calling you not to be like them, so you don't grieve the Lord, right? Uh, which is probably a good idea. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 maybe we. Uh, being lefty, you know, we want God always to be loving, and I think yeah. God is. Um, I don't know. So that's something to wrestle with. Maybe is yeah. how and do we might... make sense of that? Right. Either and... uh, th- when that we say God always loves and God is love, but here loathing, 
Right. Or we say God is loathing, but then what does Where's that mean? Where's the grace? Yeah. Yeah. And that might be some self-smart um, homework too for for each individual uh, preacher. How are we, how are you going to translate that? Are you going to even leave that in uh, when you if you use this? Well, don't want to do violence to right. the text by just <clears throat> dropping lines like the right. like the uh, lectionary committee often does. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, for self-smart, um, the wandering hearts, the hard hearts, um, I, I, I imagine that for the, it, it seems kind of unfair to say that they were willfully disobedient when they were concerned about dying of thirst. Mm. I mean, that would be a, a pretty good reason to complain and, and you know, strike a protest. Um, but I'm thinking more in terms of us as 21st century Christians hearing this psalm, what what draws In our North hearts America astray? And... Right. What draws our hearts astray? Is it um, because we're bored? We have too mm. much stuff? Are we just not satisfied with all the stuff we have? Are we distracted? Can we not focus? You know, um, Brian Harden, who does the Daily Audio Bible, often points out that people um, complain against the Lord. Why have you brought this against me or that they say I'm under spiritual attack when he says really what you're doing is you're living through the uh, the results of your own decisions mm. you know this is the consequence and God didn't do this to you the devil didn't do this to you you did this to you mm. so uh, not always the case but more often perhaps than we would like to admit right and maybe we don't even realize that that's what it is yeah yeah. All right, let's go on. The epistle lesson for Lent 3, year A, is from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. The New Revised Standard Version uh, gives a little title to this section called Results of Justification. Um, yeah, I guess that works. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Paul talking uh, through 11 verses about what, how we are justified by faith and how have peace with God. Um, uh, this is that section that uh, includes that um, wonderful stair step of uh, suffering producing endurance, endurance producing character, character producing hope, and hope doesn't disappoint. Um we had some ideas for that the last time we did this three years ago. We'll probably talk about that in a second here. Uh, it continues on that uh, Jesus died for the ungodly and God proved his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. So we are justified for that because even while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son and we have received this reconciliation through Jesus Christ. Okay, there is an awful lot of math smart in this because of the argument, the logical argument that Paul uh, is presenting throughout, well, throughout the whole letter of Romans. It's pretty much a a rhetorical logic uh, argument about the um, sufficiency and prominency of Jesus Christ. So, you know, you can talk about that. Uh, I also think that... um, in uh, something that caught my attention in verse 6, for while we were still weak, at the right time, uh, Christ died for the for the ungodly. It makes me think at the right time that it's kind of like you're following a, a, uh, a formula. Um, 
You're doing mm. an experiment in a lab and you have steps mm-hmm. set out. So at this time, mm-hmm. you do X step. And if you do that in any other place, something's either going to blow up or um, the, the, the experiment will fail. So yep. there's a prescribed step of how to do things. It also made me think of baking. Mm-hmm. That the, mm-hmm. you you put particular, not necessarily in order, but you have particular ingredients and in prescribed amounts. So if you get too much of something in an, in a, in a recipe, it'll be yeah, awful. And some and sometimes the timing matters yeah, as well. Right, um, right. You have to wait until a thing has reached a certain temperature, uh, temperature or, or consistency, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. add another thing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was looking at the worksheet from three years ago and didn't see uh, God's love poured into our hearts. And I I, I thought it was this verse, but it, it may have been something else. It might have been something this, else. But this, it would work for this. Yeah. So for an eye smart for that, if it, maybe I just didn't see it, but uh, I remember doing it uh, was taking a, a jar and putting a, a cutout of a heart. Um, on the front of the jar mm-hmm. so uh, the empty part was the heart and then pouring water into it and I had a few drops of uh, red food coloring it was red paper that I used for the you mm-hmm. know construction paper mm-hmm. on the front and I had a few drops of red food coloring at the bottom of the jar and I poured water in and, and it, it filled up red, red. yeah and uh, there was a visible <gasps> yes or an audible gasp in yeah. the in the congregation when you did that. Yeah, that worked really well. Yeah, I think that was in the days before you were recording your services too. So yes. that's lost to the ether. Yeah, well now now there it is. <laughs> um thought of a word smart illustration for this and uh for the the uh steps or for uh verses three to five that journey from suffering to hope Mm -hmm. uh literary characters who made that track um like Mm -hmm. in dune uh the Mm -hmm. frank herbert's dune or gone with the wind scarlett Mm -hmm. o'hara uh except she doesn't necessarily get to hope except uh, yeah her own version of hope yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh star wars Mm-hmm. Um, will help us, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're our only hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good. Uh, some people smart in there with the narrative and drama mm-hmm. as well. Uh, you could also do that as a as a physical representation. I think we talked about this maybe three years ago, but having some uh, doing something with stair steps mm-hmm. uh, in the verses. Uh, uh, Three five three to five suffering endurance character hope love of God you know so setting up um, some stair steps that you would have those words written and e- either adding the words to your stairs or adding a stair with the with the words on them and where that would be in verse that would be for iSmart special effect yeah. Okay. Probably. It made me think of a body smart special effect, have people feel those things in their bodies and, and assume the posture mm. of... Uh, Self-smart, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, what pose... Right, right. How would you feel it? Show us a pose yeah. of suffering, show us a pose of endurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that I thought of is of character. 
how, how <laughs> Superman. Do you pose? Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Right? Um, an Ice Smart illustration about obtaining, uh, where he says in verse two, through whom we have obtained access. It made me think of uh, playing video games where you have to go search for a key so mm. you can obtain mm-hmm. access to a room, or like receiving an engraved invitation to a formal mm. shinding. Uh, that's your access, uh, obtaining access to yeah. something. Yeah. An escape room would be the opposite, <laughs> finding uh, finding the way out of the room mm. to obtain mm-hmm. access out of the room. Well, you know, finding a key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, uh, end of verse seven, uh, where uh, he's talking. Paul is talking about you know, for a good person, you might dare to die. The phrase "dare to die." Sounded to me like the title of a song or a poem. So go ahead or and write that. Or an action movie. <laughs> Bond. Yeah. 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 And I know I haven't looked them up because we didn't do any preparation for this, but I know there have to be a lot of old hymns out there that use this imagery, if not actually this language. I would think. So you could probably go find that. Yeah. Um. This whole uh, reconciliation for people smart, um, you could do a lot with that. I mean, sure. you could talk about reconciliation of groups of people. Uh, you could talk mm-hmm. about re- reconciliation in self-smart too, um, your own reconciliation, uh, how you have been reconciled to God or to others. Um South Africa, perhaps, is an example. Oh, uh, very good. The truth and reconciliation. Truth and reconciliation. Um, Well, uh, be sure to check out our um, show notes for three years ago. We probably had some stuff then that didn't show up now, and hopefully we have stuff now that didn't show up then, so you get a wider range of of, uh, possibilities to use. Um, Yeah. uh, Nature Smart, something that... um, Something that's expanding, something that's overwhelming... Ooh, kudzu. Uh, ooh, kudzu. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. God's grace is like kudzu. kudzu. Yep. Yeah, take over the joint. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Nice. Okay, let's go on. The gospel lesson for year A, Lent 3, is John 4, verses 5 to 42. Yee. Wow. So much. So much. So this is Jesus meeting the woman of Samaria at the well, uh, at Jacob's well. And they're back and forth. And you know this passage. Uh, They go back and forth until she gets the sense, hey, I think this is the Messiah. And the disciples have been off buying lunch and they come back and uh, (laughs) um, try and feed Jesus, this this gets into the part that we don't usually read and that you'll probably cut off, um, that they come back and say, Rabbi, eat something, eat, eat. And he's like, no, I have food that you don't know anything about. And uh, it is to do the will of my father who sent me. And uh, look around and look at the harvest that is ready for the picking. Mm -hmm. 
and then wraps up with the Samaritans believing because of the woman's testimony, and then Jesus goes and hangs out with them for a while, and then it's like, oh, yeah. This is the guy. This is it, and we don't need you anymore. So, uh, which, you know, uh, which is the same thing, actually, that happens to John the Baptist. Uh, True. You know, it's not about me, it's about him. Right. I must decrease and he must increase. Yeah. So, um, so there we go. And uh, again, check what we did three years ago. I'm sure it was awesome. And, um, but what have we got here? Um, we cheated a little bit and we've written a few things down. But. Yeah. Well, mostly so that we don't forget them. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the reason I did that is because, oh, hey, that. Oh, hey, that. Yeah. And if I didn't write it down, it would be gone. So yeah. um, if I may start, there there are a bunch of questions that happen through this discourse. Um, well, not discourse, the story mm-hmm. between Jesus and the woman and between Jesus and the disciples and then the woman and the Samaritans and, you know, all sorts of questions. So that's kind of where I'm planning to go with my sermon is that Jesus can handle that. that Mm -hmm. He he doesn't mind our questions. So um, uh, you could, two things, one for math smart, you could talk about the process of asking questions as a way of getting information. And that's basically science. That is, yeah. Why does this do that? Well, let's look. Oh, look, it does that. Why does it do that? that? Oh, look, it does that. Why does it do that? And And engineering is, why didn't that work? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, So you can explore that. And then... um, I, I thought for music smart, you could highlight it by uh, playing a note or a chord or ringing a bell or banging a drum or something every time a question gets asked and maybe Ooh. a different tone or for chord each, each kind for, of question? for the answer. Or who answer. asks it? Oh, for the answer. For an answer. So, oh. um, and that maybe, could be really cool. Yeah, you could, you if you want, you could... You know, with each question, you could step up half a step if you're doing chords. Oh, cool. Um, like or that. or just do the same thing, yeah. same note, either way. So, um, Or do a, a chord, or, or like thirds. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Dun, 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 I like dun. that. I like that. Um, uh, word smart for me, this is the longest conversation Jesus has with anyone in the Gospels. Um, uh, it starts with a request slash command of Jesus to the woman, and it ends with testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting way to sort of plot out that journey there. Um, and there's also just a little bit of miscommunication uh, that we had with Nicodemus and Jesus from last week. He starts out, uh, you know, makes the request. She's questions his request. He responds with metaphorical language about living water, and she takes that literally, saying the well is deep and you don't have a bucket. So it starts out with a little bit of that um, uh, that element of miscommunication and literal versus metaphorical language Mm -hmm. from last week bleeds into this a bit, but then they continue on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, iSmart, the locations of proper places to worship. She says, we say it's on the mountain, you say it's in Jerusalem, and we might ask, well, where is that? Where is a proper place to worship? Mm-hmm. And maybe for an iSmart special effect, what about your place of worship? What about it? What in it draws your eye to the living water of Jesus? And can you set something up? 
uh, for this Sunday specifically. Mm-hmm. To, to, to that would be the living water of Jesus. And again, for Body Smart, we have thirst. One more time, we have right. the physical thirst of Jesus. We also have the spiritual thirst of the woman, mm-hmm. who she doesn't necessarily know she has until this conversation with Jesus starts in, and it, it develops uh, in in the in in the course of the conversation. Um, I was thinking uh, along the same lines, but for self-smart, uh, as the first part of what you were saying, that um, the Jesus saying the time is coming when we will when people will worship in spirit and in truth, and as Protestants in particular, we've sort of embraced that, and I I wonder if that um, if we have lost a sense of sacred space because of right. that that right. it, you know we say oh you can worship anywhere right right and so the con- the your worship place is just one other place right like and, the grocery store or a restaurant right. or the golf course or right. walking in the woods as people often tell yeah. us i, I don't can worship need to god when i'm church. riding my bike sunday morning right exactly yeah. and uh so in but you can yeah you can yeah but but um is is there or can there be or should there be a sense of sacred space that goes along with that worshiping in spirit and in mm-hmm. truth? So I smart and self smart kind of uh, mm-hmm. connected there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nature smart, the well of Jacob. Uh, again, we're going back to the Exodus passage of water holes and dry places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you might want to do some uh, searching, uh, nature smart searching for how do you find these these wells, these these uh, places of refreshment and life in an arid space. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Uh, it makes me think of the divining rods. You know, the people who uh, oh, the, the yeah. stick. Yeah, yeah. How, how, how does it, the dowsing? Yes, dowsing rods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that work? And does it? Mm, hard to say. Depends on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I, I wanted to say too that uh, you were talking about Nicodemus, and um, you know, most of the, a lot of the commentary and a lot of the sermons I've heard about this. Somebody talks about the woman coming at noon mm. a, as compared to other women who would come early in the day. Right, right. And, um, and the whole reason for that. Right. Because she must be a sinful woman. And right, all right. That sort of thing, right? Which is yeah. not necessarily in the text. You know, there are other reasons why That's... she might have had five husbands. Exactly. Um, they just died. Uh, so maybe it's not so much to compare the woman to the other women, but to compare the woman to Nicodemus, right. who comes at night while she comes in the at daytime. noon, mm-hmm. because that's John's uh, light and dark, light, light and, dark. and dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as far uh, do we have time for this? Sure. Um, I read a commentary, and I don't know if I mentioned this three years ago or not. I'd have to go look at the worksheet. But I read a commentary that uh, talked about the five husbands of the woman. The woman is is the the people living in Samaria, and the five husbands are the the, are the nations that oh, right, were occupying right, right, right. it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Jesus was not speaking specifically to her, this individual woman, but to this woman as a symbol of the people yeah. who have had five different overlords. And he's now the one that's come. Yeah. Who's going I, to I, offer them living water. I, I think we talked about that last did time we? we did this text. Yeah. That sounds familiar. It does. Yeah. 
but it's good. It's cool. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. it a lot. And that really takes that whole uh, stigma of having five husbands yeah. off this woman. She's yeah. she's just a woman, yeah. uh, you know. And and to have always pegged her as the sinful woman at the well is just yeah. no, no. Stop it. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. You, yeah. I, I well, said that and intentionally. Inter- and internalized sexism that women have. Uh, yeah. We 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 are sometimes our harshest critics. Yeah. And we sometimes. And speaking of reconciliation from Paul, sometimes that's where the reconciliation needs to take place for women is to reconcile who we are and who we what we have been taught about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, raw did, feminism here. Did, <laughs> Did did you say anything about the fountain? I think I said something about it for iSmart. No, no. Uh, okay, um, I put this in Nature Smart, but it's probably more of an iSmart special effect. Set up a fountain in your baptismal font or another prominent place in your worship worship space, and as people move about, encourage them to come to the water. Uh, we have you know cold and flu and a really nasty yeah. virus that's going around right now, so you might want to discourage people from touching the water. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know you have it there, and people could just come to it and hear the sound of the water, mm-hmm. which might. Inspire bathroom breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Body smart. <laughs> and on For that women note, of a certain age. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> oh. That's it for today's podcast. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org or facebook.com slash morethanhearing or tweet us at at morethanhearing, or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea you like even better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We would love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website. They work together with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links at the website for iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org slash feed slash podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes Store or any of these directories. And of course, you can share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. So in the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. Good production.